Yo, hello, welcome back, welcome back. I've had like mad hay fever this week. Uh, yeah, man, it's horrible, but you know, I got some intense pills, so they should go soon. Uh, yeah, this is a sick episode. Had Drew from I Call Fives, the bass player. Yeah, what a, what a legend. Um, yeah, I Call Fives were essentially like part of the whole like pop punk revival that kind of happened around like 2010 but they were kind of like ogs of it they were going from like 2007 and they actually sadly called it a day oh when was it yeah like 2012 20 yeah 2012 2012 um which is a shame after a really good debut record um but yeah they've recently just reformed and yeah drew came on to chat about the band's new single that just came out which is really good They've got an EP coming out soon, which they recorded with Casey from the Wonder Years. Mike Kennedy from the Wonder Years is playing drums on it as well, which is fucking sick. And yeah, I Call Fives are a really good band that I was very disappointed when they stopped playing, and it's really good they're back. Um, yeah, a very, very talented group of guys. And yeah, in the episode, we discussed why the band split up, why they came back, about the new music, the band's long-term friendship with the Wonder Years, which dates back to 2007. Drew being referenced on the upsides, and yeah, everything in between, really. I'd like to thank him for his time. It was really cool to chat with him. Yeah, make sure you go check out their new single. Give them a follow on Instagram and everything, and uh, yeah, be ready for the, the new EP when it comes out. It should be really good. Yeah, I'd also recommend, like, yeah, turning back the clock a bit, checking out their early stuff, their self-titled debut, which is sick, that Pure Noise put out in 2012. The Bad Advice EP as well, really, really good listen. And yeah, it was uh, yeah, a very important band in the time of the pop punk kind of coming back as well. Drew speaks about how like the story so far, Real Friends played their first shows as local support for I Call Fives. Them touring with the Wonder Years from like 2007, 2010, uh, playing Warp Tour, going to Australia and yeah, everything like that. It's uh, yeah, It was a really, really nice chat. It's sick that I Call Fives are back. Thank you very much once again. I know I say this like every episode, but thank you for your support. It uh, means a lot, means a lot. And yeah, it was sick to talk to Drew. Um, yeah, there's not much else to say really. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hope everyone's all right. And yeah, keep living, keep smiling, safe. Yes, mate. Very nice. Well, thanks for joining me today, Drew, mate. Really cool of you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really nice. Yeah, so uh, typically our singer likes to join me um, because of the time difference and it's a weekday. It was hard to get him on. Um, so I'll, I'll try my best to be uh, a, a worthy guest. Yeah, it's all right, mate. No, mate, of course, of course, man. Have you seen this? <laughs> yeah, the time difference time differences, like weekly blow my mind still. So, yeah. com- mate, it's like, crazy. <laughs> so confusing sometimes, mate, honestly. Um, so yeah, man, how's, um, how's it been for you kind of being back in like, you know, the music kind of lifestyle really that like, now that I call fives have kind of, you know, well, I'd, say, I'd say, yeah, cause it's like reformed, even though shows can't happen, but to have some light and some like, you know, drive behind it at the minute, how's that been, you know, you, for you coming back into it, like almost a decade later, probably, you know, it's yeah. So it's been, uh, like, I mean, we really stopped like being a full so this was my full-time sort of livelihood for for about six years um, from when I was 18 to 24 so you know aside from it being six years like what an important time in your life right like you know leaving you know school at a certain age and kind of entering adulthood so um so to have it such a part for so long then it was gone for so long so you know here we are uh, about nine years later from when it was an active part of my life um it's been strange, uh, but it, it's been cool because it was so strange because of obviously everything with the pandemic and coronavirus. 
Um, and that had limited really our, our, our initial hopes. So like we had intended to play gigs and, and to have some stuff going on weekend tours, um, and really have, have accomplished more, uh, since coming back, but obviously the, you know, the world had other plans. So it's been enjoyable though, because that kind of, um, you know, I like to say that we were forced into a surplus of time, right? So because we had all this extra time, um, everyone works regular day jobs and stuff, but now we kind of had that time because everyone's stuck at home. You could work on stuff more. Uh, you could try different ideas for parts. We could really put some time in that I don't think we would have been able to devote otherwise. So, uh, I think, you know, aside from the, the state of the world right now being terrible, there was a silver lining for us that, you know, we could put the, the, the time that we might not have had otherwise. So that part of it's all been cool. But again, it's just a little strange to have it in my life in any capacity, having been so gone, having having it been uh, gone for so long. Yeah. Um, but it's just fun to, to be able to see the guys occasionally uh, and just to, to write new stuff has been a real treat. And I'm just glad to have it back in this capacity. Yeah, it's so nice to see you guys back on the scene, man, because I was listening to you guys, like, you know, for a long time. Um, and I was very surprised to see you guys call it a day. I can't believe it was nine years ago now. Um, why did, I, know, I, know it's, I know it's a while back, but um, why, did, uh, why did you take that initial decision? Because to me, at the time, the band was going, like, really well. The debut was doing, like, fantastic. And you were really, like, a name as part of that kind of whole pop punk revival and like, you know, on your way to being like a household name in that, in my opinion, anyway, why did you make the decision to kind of well, look? I, I appreciate that. And I, I, I hope you would have been right, but it was one of those things where uh, we had gone through a couple of lineup changes, which had been tough um, just from the get go. So when, when we had originally started the group, it was me and, and four different fellas that had gone to high school together. Um, and then over the years, just because the, you know, the, the, the constraints and the reality of touring and committing to that sort of full-time thing. Um, it just wasn't for everybody. So we had, we had gone through some changes. Jeff had joined the band. Um, and so just because we kind of had that turnover and we were about six years in and we kind of saw that maybe in order for it to continue, we would have had to have done another sort of lineup thing. We've just kind of felt exhausted in that sense. So I, I guess the reality is just, it kind of came down to a financial decision and where we were in life. Um, and some folks wanted to focus on other things. Um, and it's, you know, look like we had a ton of great opportunities with touring. Um, you know, we, we were on the Vans Warped Tour in the United States. We, we had played, uh, it was called Soundway Festival in Australia. Yeah, with, Australia. With, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, with, with a ton of like fall up, fall up we played with on a fest called skate and surf, uh, green day in Australia, like things like that were incredible. Um, but, the truth is that the financial scenarios we were in, it was still really, really hard just to kind of, you know, make a living. Um, yeah. And so I think, like I said, we just kind of have been in, in myself for the entire six years um, actively. And then for other folks to be in it for bits of si upwards of six years of doing that full time, I think it had really just taken a, a toll on our patience and on, um, you know, uh, our willingness to kind of continue to do that. It's just, especially when you're, when you're driving show to show, playing those types of tours and vans, you don't know if it's going to be to 15 people or to, to 150. Um, and, it, and not to say that we only wanted to play for 150, we were just happy to be playing, but there, there becomes a point where, um, you know, what, what your objective is in terms of making more money or being able to sustain, li you know, living. I, I wasn't able to pay rent with the band. So, um, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So that, you know, there it is. So to be able to have done it for as long as we were able to, um, I, you know, I, I kind of wear that as a feather in our cap. Um, 
but I think, you know, it was just kind of time and, and we were pushing, you know, everybody was around 25 and it was just sort of like, okay, now it's time for that next chapter of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get what you're fully saying. I, I didn't know the age of you guys at, at, at the time you see, cause um, I guess when you're young and you're just living it and living it day by day, it's probably like amazing, man. That's like living a dream at the time. Surely. Oh, I mean, absolutely. But you know, when I think back on it so much of that, like if I didn't have, like I lived with my folks for, for the duration of that, you know, if I didn't have that home base to lean on, um, it would have been a lot more difficult. And I don't know that I would have been able to continue that for six years. Um, so it was certainly fun. And it's, it's one of those things where there's no other age where I think that would have been attainable. You know, I, I couldn't just do that right now. At, um, I'll be 33 this year. So, you know, from 33 to 39, I wouldn't be able to get in a van and do that again. Um, so I, I'm glad it happened. Uh, I, I wish we could have extended a little bit longer, but at the same time, I was realistic in, in understanding it was, it was time for some folks to move on. Yeah, yeah, makes sense, man. Yeah, it's, it's nice to hear you actually, you know, get like a first-hand comment on that. Because, uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like 16-year-old me was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, well, what? you know, it, it's funny. I, I used to work um, at a yeah. gas station or, or a pet, petrol station, pet, petrol station, uh, you might call it. Yeah, um, a petrol garage. And, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when I was young, uh, we were brand new. I was 18 years old. I was working there. It's just a side job. I just needed something. And, and this, uh, this, this fat, this mom and, and like a couple, like 13, 14 year old kids are in the car and they're like, are you in that band? And I was like, yeah, well, I got recognized at the gas station. Cool. And the mom's like, I got to ask you what, why are you working here? And I was <laughs> like, lady, you don't know the half of it. Like, yeah. and, you know, and I was making eight bucks an hour as if that was really going to pay for anything. Um, but so the perception is always, and it's a good thing, you know, it's nice to look bigger um, or financially sustainable. But the truth is, is that there are only so many bands and I consider us very, very lucky to, to have even been in the tier of, of bands that we've played with or, uh, or, or our peers and contemporaries. Like I, I'm so you know humbled at that list. Um, but at the same time, you know, the, the, the folks that are actually able to make a living out of it, out of that list, yeah. you'd be really surprised. Um, it's, it's just difficult. Yeah. I can imagine my honestly, cause, uh, yeah, I guess when the whole adult spin kind of hits it, it's, yeah, it's life, life stops you from living, I guess, sometimes. And that's, uh, yeah, one of them. Yeah, sure. Because, um, yeah, so the new single, like, why did you guys decide to do this, essentially? Because I wasn't expecting it as, like, a long-term fan. Why did you decide to, to come back and write some new music and be active again, essentially? What? I, I, I yeah, wish I happened? had a what better happened? answer, but it was just uh, everybody was available and kind of around. Like we all still live in, in within about 30 minutes of each other. Oh, cool. um, and, and so Jeff, uh, our vocalist, was like, hey, man, you know what? I've got the time and I'll do it. And something that I, I had hinted about over the last several years, like why not? Um, and I was happy that, that the, the guys were like, yeah, why, why not is right. And, uh, and so we just got back together to do it because, again, I mean, you know, nobody, everybody's still alive and healthy and capable. Yeah. You know, I didn't lose my hands or anything. So <laughs> yeah. I, I was looking at like, hey, like, you know, even if we just get together occasionally, it's just something to do. Uh, and I was happy that, you know, we, we decided that, that, and this was about it over, just over a year ago, uh, we decided it was time to do it. And I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, man. So it's really cool to hear. So this, Be Kind Rewind, this new single, um, did... So I, I seen you did that with, did you do it with Casey from the Wonder Years? We did. So um, 
So the Wonder Years being, you know, again, that, that, that list of bands that I'm humbled to have been involved with in any capacity, um, our first tour was with, um, our first full U.S. tour was with the Wonder Years in yeah, 2008. Aren't, aren't you personally referenced on the Upsides as well? Uh, there is a lyric about me sexting. Uh, I was a young man, <laughs> yeah, and I swear yeah. it was consensual. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I met those guys in 2007. Early on, we, we were lucky to meet them and play some shows with them, and it led to us uh, doing a couple of tours with them. Um, uh, in their music video for a song off of the upsides, uh, Melrose Diner. I'm, oh, I'm the like wrestling the, one. Yeah. the wrestling one. I'm the, I'm the like ringside announcer. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, you know, seeing their success has just been unbelievable, but their growth has been, you know, even more impressive. Um, but it, so it's been cool to have them around as, as, as friends and, uh, and then to have a working relationship with Casey, uh, he he was willing to, to take on the project. And Kennedy, the drummer, actually played drums on uh, on the song as well. Oh, did he? No way. He did. Yeah. Oh, I know. I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea. You so so you're you're a drummer down at the minute. Is it? Well, so at the at the time we were uh, drummer has always been a difficult position for us uh, to, to, to I've had to so many share. People. I've had so many people on this screen say that comment. I swear to God. (laughs) I wish I was capable and, and, and had been willing to learn drums in my youth. Uh, But so we didn't, uh, a fellow that had played for us, Devin, who's now with the group, uh, he lives about two hours away in a different, uh, he lives in in New York city. And I just figured he wouldn't be interested. So I had never reached out to him. Um, But so when we had gotten things going and and we were so lucky to have uh, Kennedy on board just to help out, um, we understood it was going to be in a limited compa- capacity. Um, so Devin, uh, he saw we were doing stuff and he said, hey, like, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to come play. And, and we got lucky to have Devin back with us. Yeah, that's great, man. How was the writing process for this song and then kind of jumping back in it? Was it, um, did you find yourself, you know, switching into a mode that you were like nine years ago, we'll say, or, you know, is, was, was, it, was it strange like writing pop-up music in the same band as when you were in younger as when you were older as well? Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely, there's something interesting. I don't want to say it's, you know, bad or good or whatever, but it's interesting that I I think we still play very much in the same style. You know, I don't think that it sounds like it's been a decade since we've released new music. And I think, you know, we, we've kind of kept it going in in that regard. Um, So when we first got back together, it was, it was just sort of like, we just happened to play music in the same vein as the past. Like we didn't, we didn't sit down and think like, Oh, this should be like, you know, spacey or more 2020 or whatever, you know, we, it just so happened that when we got back down, that's what it sounded like. Um, and I think it sounds like, you know, we, we picked up where we left off. Um, for Be Kind, Jeff had an idea for a song. So in the past either, like somebody just sort of had their own idea uh, musically and we would, we would make it come to life or occasionally Jeff would have uh, an acoustic piece that we would bring to life. Um, and with this one, it was Jeff's idea and, and we thought this is pretty cool and, and let's try and turn it into an I Call Five song and that's what happened. Yeah, man. Nice. Nice. Good to hear it, mate. Is this, is this, you, is this now the band really working as, you know, a unit where, you know, you're mentally kind of satisfied with it as well because you know that like, you know, adult life goes well, work goes well and then the band is happening on the side and it's like, I kind of, I've had some distractions in that way out the window. Yeah, I mean, so a, a big part of, you know, anytime that you're working with a group of people, you know, um, an understanding of the objectives is so important, right? So, like, everyone having a shared vision, shared expectations, like, that's so important because, 
you know, say way back when, when we were touring regularly, you know, you're, you're hoping to hit it big and, and maybe, you know, hit a certain level of success and financial, a certain level of status there. Um, so to not have to worry about that and, and to be able to just play now for, for us, um, we were lucky to have smart punk records, you know, back us on the, the release end. So to really have to worry about nothing except for writing music and, and, and enjoying it has been, you know, it's just been pleasant because you, when you wash away the other things, those expectations and, and aligning your goals and all that shit, that's when it can get real messy. Um, so it, it's, yeah, it's, it's just been great that we don't have to worry about like, well, if it doesn't sell this well, or if we don't land that tour, um, you know, then what's going to happen, you know, that what happens next fear, we don't have to worry about because as you mentioned, you know, everybody's has an adult life, you know, some of the guys have children, uh, some of them are married, everybody has a full-time job. So we're really able to, to really ease our expectations. And, and, and you can kind of look at this from our standpoint as like, it's a bonus from here. You know, we did do this as a full-time band um, when we were younger, but now this is just like, you know, it's a, it's a second chance. Um, that we just get to kind of enjoy, which is pretty cool. How was it coming back in the sense that, like, was it scary coming back into, you know, like a, a modern scene that's evolved since you left it? Or was that was that kind of not a factor and you were just like, we're just going to do this because we want to do this? Well, well, it wasn't a factor because, again, like, all that other, you know, there's so, a lot has changed for sure in terms of marketing, branding. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of the extracurriculars have become, you know, so almost arguably more important than the musicianship itself. Um, so that's a struggle. And that's something I definitely would be concerned if, if I was a young musician starting today, because I, you know, you see that the value of, you know, just the way that you market yourself and the social media approach and, and the need to land on playlists and certain things like it's just so critical to your success, not to say that there weren't similar things to that 10, 15 years ago, because there were, um, but the extra, like, you almost have, not only do you have to be a musician today, you have to be a photographer, a videographer. You got to have a, you know a lyric video. Maybe I would have been more proficient at these things if 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 I had been born a little later. But like you know, I, I'm you got to be a graphic designer now. Yeah, like you, yeah. I'm looking at like so like t-shirts. Like you know, if you don't if you just have a picture of your web store, it's like oh well, why don't you have somebody like in a field wearing your shirt with like the sun setting. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. fuck, like, I didn't, I didn't know I was starting, like, an Abercrombie and Fitch. Like, I'm just playing music over here. So those components, <laughs> I think, have really changed. Um, yeah. I'm not saying it's it's bad, good, or indifferent, but it's certainly been a noticeable change. Um, but so, again, for us, we, we certainly want to put out a good product on all facets of social media, and we want, of course, our, our stuff to look good, and uh, we, we want to be up to, to, you know, we want to be contemporary in that sense, but I don't think, you know, those those things that weren't really as, as prominent before, um, they're not as important to us because again, we're not looking, of course we hope that we'll grow a new fan base and we hope to, to attract our old folks back, but this isn't make or break. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not yeah. gonna walk away from this project uh, at this time and, and feel as though I failed if like I did, you know, in 2012 when we stopped actively touring, you know, there was a part of me it's like, you know, what did I do wrong? Um, and, and there was a major de depressing aspect to that. Um, this really? is just... That's a shame. That's a shame, man. That's a shame to hear. Well, I, you know, I, I, and again, it was just difficult because it was, you know, it's a team effort. Um, you need a lot of folks to be on the same page. Um, but I, 
I just, I guess I, 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 I didn't really know what to expect when it was ending. Um, and yeah. it, again, from 18 to 24, I, at some point always expected for a, a strong portion of the year to be on the road. Um, so when that was gone, it was, it's just like, Oh shit. Like, yeah. I, I get, so I went back and finished school and I, I would wind up getting a, a regular desk job. Um, but at the time I just kind of looked at it as like, man, like, you know, what, there was a lot of self-reflection and what, what could I have done differently or better? Um, but again, that, that was the beauty of getting this opportunity because this is, you know, we can really enjoy the good stuff now and not have to worry about what went wrong or why, or what could have been done differently. Um, but yeah, so a lot of those components though, in the contemporary game with the social media aspect uh, and the, again, the branding. And, and that's not to say that like, you know, I remember man overboard had like the defend pop punk thing. That was certainly a branding thing. So don't get me wrong. That's Ooh, always man. been an aspect. I swear, I swear at like one point that was more popular than the actual music. Like those, those things. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's certainly a thing and it's always, it will always be a thing in, in art. Um, but it's, it just feels, I think because the social media with all the platforms now, you know, it used to be a, a MySpace page. I was kind of it, but there's so much in so many places, the importance of it feels stronger than ever. And, uh, and that's been a, certainly a difficult, difficult area to, to try and, uh, to understand and, and to, to excel in because it's pretty foreign to me. But, um, but again, it's, it's got to be interesting for the young artist. Um, I, I, I'm glad that I'm not brand new today because it, it seems a little bit harder in some aspects. Yeah, it is, man. The, the whole music industry is, it's, it's crazy now, man, how the internet like run. Yeah. The internet essentially runs it all now. Everything. It's uh, do you, do you feel in the modern day that people, you know, because of, what what you just spoke about people's attention span is also shorter in terms of listening because of streaming services the way it's absorbed and everything like that and do you think do you think it shows in in yeah in the way people approach and do do would you write for something like that yeah i mean you figure it, it, whether it's anything like it, you know any way that we get whether it's news anything media like our attention spans are so much smaller um but with that said like it, we were already reduced when we were an activist, so like say in 2010, like with MySpace and Facebook and stuff like that, like even then, I think we were still less inclined to seeing people like needing to listen to a whole record, right? So yeah. now like it's so, so single based and stuff. Um, so we were kind of in a weird transition period where it was starting to become, uh, you know, our attention spans were starting to get smaller. Uh, the con the need, the craving for content was getting stronger. Um, but now, I mean, now it's like you're fighting against so much stuff at, literally in the palm of your hand in the form of a phone. Um, yeah. And print media not being non-existent, you know, it was important to like, remember thinking like when we were writing out in the, in the, in the notes that came with the, with the CD, like yeah. the thank yous were important. You know, I, that's not I, important I anymore. To, yeah, I used to love reading them though. Like I still fucking do. It's, that, that's a shame that, that's, you know, stuff, elements like that have, you know, deteriorated because I, I thought that was like so cool you know yeah yeah so it's again it's certainly the landscape's changed but uh, you know i'm sure there's some good and i'm sure there's benefits to it but from uh from for a smaller you know rock artist uh a wet approach uh it, it, again it certainly seems more difficult today yeah it definitely is man so like 
flipping back a few pages to 2007 or 2006, it's like, when did music really become a prominent aspect of your life and how did you get into playing, performing and really knowing that this was, you know, a defining aspect of your personality as such and your, your kind of upbringing and musical journey as well? So I, I picked up a bass in, uh, when I was around 12 years old. So I was just a huge Blink-182 fan. Yeah. Um, you know, like many others, just Green Day and Blink really uh, rubbed off on me. And, uh, and throughout, um, like from 13 to 17, I just played, I played in really shitty bands. I was really bad. Um, never got anything off the ground. Um, but as, as I was finishing, uh, we call it high school in the States, when I was finishing that around 17, I had a couple of friends that were really talented and I was trying to get them like, guys, like what, let's, why not try and let's, let's do this. Like, you know, we're going to be 18 soon and graduating, like real life's going to start. Maybe we can get lucky and like create something that'll let us delay, uh, adulthood in a way. Um, and that's what happened. So literally like when we had all graduated, that's when we, had formed the group originally um, and it would turn into what it would become, but it was a lot of trial and error. And it was just like I said, a couple of guys getting together um, right after school in, in the hopes to, Hey, maybe we can do a record. Maybe we can do a tour. Um, and then through, through just going out there and, and, and taking, uh, you know, taking some bruises head on, we were able to, to, to form what it will become. Yeah, so like what, you know, to me, like at that, at that time, the whole, it was like a pop and revival, it's now kind of looks back on. But mm-hmm. it was like, what kind of records were you inspired by to kind of create that sound? Because everyone was doing a similar ish thing, but it was actually still kind of new, especially to, the, to, the, to that generation. Yeah, well, so a lot of what we were hearing in like 2007 and 8, when we were really kind of becoming, you know, what would we, what we would become. A lot of folks are starting to do like more of an a day to remember kind of breakdowny like four yeah. years strong. I, I remember being like these guys are cool, but it was a lot of like that. It's called easy core, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was always just big on like I feel like the starting line and newfound glory, like that's you can't go wrong. Like everybody likes those bands. Is you know it's kind of how I saw it. So we always just kind of stuck to that sort of um, like I guess like a cleaner style. Uh, but you now I know Newfound Gloria points were like heavier, but yeah, we just tried to stick away from like the chugs and stuff like that and kind of have, you know, we, we prided ourselves on trying to be a rock band with a good singer. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, as, as yeah. simple as that sounds. Yeah, no, it's true though, man. I thought, yeah, singing's like, at like a quite very high standard for what was happening at the time anyway. It was like legit performance. Um, so what, why do you think people connected with I Call Fives? Uh, what, what, what do you think it was about your band that you did in, in those six years specifically that really, you know, made people interested and grabbed their attention? Because like, yeah, I, I actually got into your band from this record store I used to go to here in Birmingham. The owner was like, yo, I just got fucking this from Pure Noise. Just have a listen. I never even fucking heard you guys. And I was like, this That's is awesome. But like, um, yeah, why do you think people connected with it on first listen? And yeah, why do you think it made an impact? Well, I, I don't know if people did on first listen. Early on, it was pretty tough. But I'd like to think, uh, you know, over time or initially, um, the fact anybody ever really supported it is is, is just mind blowing. Um, but really, the goal always was, you know, we can't control. Like, we don't necessarily. I can't think of every like a slogan or a logo, or maybe we don't even have like the coolest lyrics or something. But the thing that I always thought we could. could troll is like, well, we can practice a lot. So we really just tried to be the best sounding band that we could be. Like when we played a show, 
we really wanted to sound good. And, and early on, we would practice, like, honestly, like six hours, seven hours, eight hours a day, five times a week. Like, so really? early on, it was, we that's played like all. That's like a job. <laughs> that's like a job. Played all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and our old guitarist, Mike, you know, bless his parents because they let us play in his house. And, uh, and so, yeah, the, the goal was how do we just sound as, as good as possible? And I've heard plenty of bands that don't sound like the recording. So I'd like to think that, um, that we just wrote some pretty good songs, but we were able to back it up in a live setting. Like we actually sounded like the records. We had a singer that could sing. And we, <clears throat> we were good at playing the songs that we wrote. And I think um, not everyone focuses on that and that's not important for everybody, but it was, that was really a top priority for us. Yeah, is that is that a factor you've always, you know, when you were growing up and still now even like, um, is that a factor in bands that you've always looked to stand out in, you know, like the the consistency within it in the actual musical performance? Yeah, I mean, it's it's depressing when you see groups that like you can tell they just really can't play the songs that they wrote, um, or they're not good at playing them, or you know, live they're just boring or not into it. So I've yeah, I've always I've put a lot of weight on how you perform it um, and what you bring to the live show. You know, it's not like we had smoke machines and lights and stuff, but we were playing the songs as tight as, as we were capable of doing it. And, and I, I like that. Like I've had friends who are like, ah, we'll like practice. Like we're going to play anyway. Like, ah, it's the song, but no, like we really just wanted to get it right. And that was always important to us. You know, in terms of like keep practicing and keep playing, is there, is there plans for a, like a full length? How do, how do you feel about going forward in, in terms of releases? And I, know, I know shows are kind of like non-existent at the minute, but um, yeah, like how, how, do you, how do you see the, the vision going in the future? So yeah, the hope had been that all along we would have been playing shows and obviously you know, with the release, we would have hoped to have played some stuff, but um, we're currently working on an EP. So we actually, just this past weekend, we were doing some pre-production stuff with Casey. Um, and cool. next month we're going to start tracking it. So it's going to be five brand new songs and that'll be the new EP that's coming out later this year. Brilliant, From there, I mean, I, I hope that the world's in a state where we can play shows at the end of the year into next. It's, um, it's looking well. It's looking well at the minute. It, yeah. It's it Hey, it, it looks better than a year ago, right? Oh my different story. Um, different story. Yeah. yeah. So I, I hope that we can then um, just keep it going from there. But I think, you know, uh, reception and, Guys' availability will definitely play a factor in what we can do beyond that. But but for now, we, we're looking forward to, like I said, finishing up that new record. Um, it's only five songs, but um, but we're happy to do five brand new ones. And uh, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, how is it, you know, working with Casey? Not, not in like, you know, that he's, you know, obviously really good at what he does. But, you know, like you said, you met the one days in like 2007 and now you're like making an EP in a studio with a guitarist. Like how, how, how is that for you currently and reflects on the past and comparing it and everything? Well, I mean, all those guys and working with Kennedy, um, with Kennedy coming in and, and helping write the, the drums yeah. and then actually engineering, the, uh, I'm sorry, actually um, tracking them. Um, and then Casey from a production and an, and an engineering and a mixing standpoint, I mean, they bring a level of professionalism that, that's, you know, I can only liken it to say me with my job that I do every day. Yeah. You know, they, they possess a level that, um, you know, that I just, I haven't seen and I'm, I certainly don't possess. Um, so, you know, they're, they're consummate professionals and, and it shows that they've spent the last, you know, since we started the shows with them 14 years ago, um, They've clearly been playing and they've clearly made this the profession. Um, okay. And I think that's what separates though, those guys from uh, not only us, 
um, but but actual other professionals. I mean, there's bands that do this full time that that just don't have the, the level that they bring to the table. So um, so it's been a real treat. Um, it's been funny just because again, like the, this, the level of seriousness that it's approached with. Um, you know, I, I kind of went into it. I don't want to say not taking it seriously, but. I would have just done it in a whole lot lazier, maybe easier way than Casey does, but, but it's totally for the best. I mean, his, his, his methods and, and the way that we picked apart the songs, I mean, it's just, it really is the next level uh, of, of thinking and just the, again, the, the approach itself is so, uh, it's so goddamn good. So it's, it's great. We're lucky to have him uh, working with us. Yeah. Amazing, man. I, I can't wait to hear it. It's, um, is it is this track in this EP? Would you say this is a natural progression of the band's sound, even though it has been so long? Like you say, because you know you want you kind of you said you kind of sound like it hasn't been almost a decade. So do you feel it's really kind of the same formula, but also you adding like a like a tweaked approach to it? Well, yeah. I mean, I would say the one thing for sure is that Jeff and I've noticed this especially on the new batch of songs that there's a comfortability with Jeff vocally that that didn't previously exist. Um, I think at times earlier on in our career, all of us things were a little bit more rushed because just, you know, whether we had a deadline with a release or the time maybe wasn't as spent as best as it could have. Um, I think, um, I think he's come a long way in that regard. So there's just, there's, there's vocal approaches, there's lyrical content and there's just, um, there's just a, a, a good, there's a, just an overall better approach by Jeff that I think is really going to show up on this, this recording. Otherwise, um, like I had mentioned before, like we have had a different cast of guitarists at different points. So this, this, our current um, group, we have a guitarist that was an original member and we have a guitarist that was uh, a later member. So that's been a different dynamic. Um, yeah. Yeah. True. But it's kind of cool to have a guy from the, the beginning and then a guy from uh, the, the second wave. Um, so bringing those styles together with Jeff, who, again, I feel like he's come a long way. And that's not to take anything away from, from the singer he was previously. I always think he was an excellent singer. But I think there is a, um, you know, that eight, so we're looking at, this was nine years. Nine years of life, I think, can really have an effect on, on an artistic approach. And, uh, and, and I think it's very apparent for him. And it's been, been in turn, great for us. Yeah, amazing, man. But do, do you think this track in the EP's, you know, why couldn't you, is this something that just couldn't be ignored in your creative kind of space in your mind? You know, had to kind of, you had, you had, you needed to get this done. Well, so initially, um, when we had started just getting together again, like then the pandemic happened. So we were like, Oh man, like we're going to go a while without having any songs. So because Jeff sort of had this thing already written, um, it was easy for us to remotely kind of sit down and make this song work. And then it just so happened that it was an awesome song. So that's why this sort of became like, our, we want to get something out soon. So let's do this one. And then we ended up covering uh, Saves the Days at Your Funeral yeah. to, to pair with it just as like, all right, well, what's the easiest other song we can do? So we did yeah. a cover and Jeff's song essentially. Um, but it, it, yeah, it was just kind of a nice, like a warm up for us to, to really get going with the EP that, uh, that, that, we, uh, that we'll be tracking next month. Yeah, I thought I, I enjoyed that Saves the Day cover. I thought that was really cool to see. Cool, thank you. Yeah. What a record, what a record. Big shout out, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always, man. Yeah, so, you know, in, in those nine years, it's like, what, what what's your opinion on how pop punk has developed and changed and kind of grown and blended over those years as from, from an outside perspective rather than being in it when it was taken off again? Because you, you left it at a, at a point where 
yeah, it was kind of starting to change even then. Like, how was it stepping out in, at that moment in time and just watching from the outside for a bit? Well, certainly interesting to see a lot of folks um, that we had played with. Uh, you know, state champs, and I, they're so good. Story so far is excellent. Uh, Real Friends, you know, those are three bands that we had played with um, either on a, on tours or their first shows ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so to, have, to have been involved cool. with those guys, yeah. to see the growth again, I mean, it's just, uh, it's unbelievable. Um, but I think, yeah, the state of, of the genre, it's, it's as, as successful as ever. Um, I think, you know, there's, there's a wealth of bands that are really good. No one's necessarily reinvented the wheel, but I think you know a bunch of bands have put their own spin on it and, and their own brand of pop punk, which has been great. I'll say now in the most mainstream, with like um, you know some some folks kind of like rap and it's like a little more of a hip hoppy sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's certainly not my favorite thing in the world, but like again, you know. It's sort of like I used to joke about like band titles. Like there's only so many band titles, right? Like shit, we're called I Call Fives. If, if I don't know, if the Rolling Stones had been available, I would have probably taken that name, right? <laughs> so you kind of have to put your own touch on stuff. And, and, and like, did I, do I listen to like, um, like I, we played a show with this guy Modson once when he was a rapper and now oh, yeah. I saw that he's, he's a prominent like pop punk artist. So like, yeah, do yeah. I listen to his new material? I, I don't, but like if that's something that, that somebody enjoys, like, yeah. hell yeah. Like I, I have no, you know, it's, it's got guitars. You can call it pop punk. You can call it pop. Whatever. Like I don't get bogged down by the genre, but, but what I do know is that people are playing rock instruments and they're writing songs and people like it. And I think that's cool. Like there was always a fear that like, Oh man, everything's like too computery bullshit. Like, well, that's not this. Like we see that even whether like MGK and, and mod son. And, um, I, I saw, I, I heard, I was introduced to little, little Aaron recently. Um, yeah, you know, like nothing, nowhere. Do you know him? He does like a cool blend. I've heard him. Um, and again, like I might, I may not have found those artists independently before, but like, I don't, you know, if there's an association because of pop punk or whatever, yeah, it, it can be called whatever. But like at the end of the day, people are playing instruments and I think that's really cool. So the, the state of things with that said, it's certainly different. I think pop punk's always been a funny title because like yeah. you know if you had asked a guy in 1996 if um I'm trying to think of a good example like if you asked a guy in 96 if green day was pop punk you know some guy that liked black flags like that shit's not pop punk man so like you, you could always find you know you're always gonna find just like in 2004 if you showed somebody a simple plan you know the no effects fans gonna say that's not pop punk so like that's always yeah. gonna exist and um I just like to look at it as like people are playing rock instruments and they're playing it in a, in a pop, you know, pop kind of song. So whether it's straight so far, or knuckle puck or whatever bands, um, neck deep. I mean, there's so many, there's so many bands that, that are playing songs that they've written that are rock songs. And I just think that's cool that, that kids and, and young folks and whoever still want to go out and pick up an instrument. Um, so, you know, it's just, uh, I'm showing some age to it, but like, again, I thought 10, 15 years ago, it was like, oh, everything's going to be di Skrillex, you know? So it's cool to see now, like, uh, you know, people have adapted this in, in their own mold. And, uh, and I think it's, I think it's thriving as a genre. 
Yeah, yeah, because essentially, yeah, like punk's a mindset at the end of the day, and that's like that. That's been applied to so many things as time's gone on, like you say. Yeah, I mean, most of the bands that we think about, um, you know, if you take the starting line, like, uh, or say, saves the day, stay what you are, or um, yeah, yeah, so many of those. Yeah. It's really those are really kind of pop records, like yeah, they um, are. Yeah, essentially, yeah, like the best of me is a pop record or a pop yeah, song yeah, um 100%. so so yeah i mean uh, if we're really gonna ever get torn over the punk aspect like there's very few genuine you know punk rock punk rock approaches even in 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 what is defined as pop punk but um but yeah like i said i'm just happy that people are playing instruments i think that's that's just a good thing yeah it does yeah i agree man i think it's the creativity is definitely not decreased in any way yeah it's uh, what what are some of, what are some of your favorite memories then of you know casting back to those six years, man? What 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 were some of your best times spent on the road and seeing the sound and you guys develop and when it was really hitting in your mind? Like, wow, I can't believe what's actually going on. I mean, just getting the opportunity to play in different states and, and being able to. I, I had booked a lot of our tours early on. Like, just just being able to do that and see that you know come to fruition was just so cool at the time, you know. Booking like a 24 day tour on your own is pretty hard. So the fact yeah. that I could find someone in like in Seattle and then somebody in Portland and, and somebody in, in Boise, like to be able to string together those sorts of opportunities was really cool. Um, and then really just like seeing the country, like one of the tours we did was actually in my car. It was 35 days long and it was with the Wonder Years. And, uh, and, 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 just getting that out, you know, you don't, not many people get the chance to, to see the world in, through that lens. Um, and then to do it with folks that for the most part were close friends. Um, and then all the other stuff, like I said, just kind of bonuses, whether it's the shows, whether it was getting to go to Australia and play a festival green day or, um, you know, or any of the stuff or, or just, you know, people knowing some of your songs, like that stuff. So at the end of the day, you know, I was a fan of a lot of bands. So to have anybody be a fan of mine was, was really cool. Um, so I kind of look at it all. I look at it all pretty fondly. Um, my only regret early on is is maybe not even enjoying it as much as I should have or, or, or could have because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I think sometimes your your your, your hopes and you know the, the the expected outcome and your vision might get in the way of really getting to enjoy the moment. And uh, and I think I, I I fell victim to that by my own you know by my own fault at some points. But then at some points I remember being like, no, like enjoy this because what if you don't get a chance to do this stuff again so uh a very generic answer but i really i look back on it all fondly it's not yeah but it's it's kind of like it's generic in the sense that the small amount of people this happens to might all say the same thing you know it's not sure. like yeah, not, yeah. i'm gonna ask everybody on this on this street i live on they'll all the same because they haven't done it as well yeah yeah because do, do you think i've always kind of wondered especially coming from from england it's like do you feel for you guys, you know, in this sense and in general back then, it was like a lot of those bands and your band could could grow easily because you were American. Like you could do a 35 day tour. That stuff was possible. Whereas like, whereas like here we could do like seven. And that's just- yeah. So that, you know, it, that's a tough aspect of just international. Um, I mean, I can't imagine then, especially with, uh, with England and, uh, in the EU, right? That's probably even harder now. Christ. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah. yeah, it's really difficult, mate. Yeah, yeah there, there's there's an ease for us because hey, there's there's 48 continental states. Um, yeah, so exactly. without the with the exception of Hawaii and Alaska, you got 48 different 
states where you can typically play at least one show in each room. Um, I think for American bands, and, and obviously the, like American pop culture uh, internationally has always been successful. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I do think international bands are uh, at a disadvantage in America. Um, that just, but I'm sure the same could be said for movies and art. Um, us, yeah. us Americans just seem to really like our own shit. Um, yeah, that's true. So, that, yeah. so that's why, and, and I don't know if there's a good reason to that, but that's why it's been so impressive. Oh, there's my dog now. That's why it's so impressive. Yeah, it's impressive for say like Neck Deep. Um, there was a band that I liked. Uh, there was All or Nothing and Save Your Breath. Yeah, save your breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like those guys. Yeah, Uh, we we did a tour actually. We did tour in the UK with a band called Maycomb from Wolverhampton. Oh yeah, Um, that's uh, that's not near where I'm in Birmingham, so it's like the next city over on the. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, a lot. There's certainly a lot of cool music from there, but definitely a lot harder from a touring aspect. so I, I feel for acts from there, but yeah, there's certainly an advantage to have been, if there's one advantage to be uh, being born an American, <laughs> it was the ability to tour a lot of areas, but there's a whole lot of disadvantages, I assure you, to living here as well. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, in, in, <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that, but yeah, I, I, I can see, I can see a few, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah, because, um, yeah, because... Exactly. With with like UK bands, it's like we you can only do especially playing especially performing a genre that pops off in America so much. It's like did you did you ever feel going in so did you feel that internationally as well it was a lot easier for you guys as well, like around the globe as well. I think we were lucky for opportunities to to play internationally because of being an American band. Um so like when we did Soundwave, you know, so they had all these mega huge bands and uh you know, I, used to, I was I would joke about it, like to so say for for in terms of the pop punk billing, let's say they they had ten pop punk artists, and you know at the top they had Newfound Glory, they had Green Day, uh, Panic of the Disco's on, you know. But so after you spend a lot of the money on the you know the top five, they had yeah. to fill the list with the other five, and so yeah. I think that's where we kind of got lucky to be, you know, marginally successful or not. Um, because we were an active touring band that had releases and a bit of a, an international following, it sort of then allows, I think American bands to have an advantage to being, um, to being able to, to join festivals internationally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we were lucky. I mean, Australia and the UK uh, definitely showed us some love and, they, and, and, and still, still, it still happens when I look at uh, like where streaming and stuff's happening. So um yeah, I mean, another mind-blowing thing, though, like somebody had just commented from uh, from Bangladesh on our Facebook, you know, like... Really? To, to think that music can reach folks' ears in such distant places is... is it's it's beyond uh, flattering. It's just it's so cool. Yeah, would you say that we're living in, like, the strongest age for listening now? Like, for, for, from a fan perspective, like... I don't sure, know. yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think as, as, as years go by, every... Um, you know, sort of every era is the best era, you know, yeah. as it grows, right? Yeah. Uh, you can have in the palm of your hand now, you know, we were lucky when we had a, a Walkman, you know, to play a CD. Yeah. We were lucky then when we had the MP3 player to play a thousand of our songs. Now I can watch any song, any video, listen to any song. So what a great way to receive content. At the same time, it, it does pose disadvantages because there's so much of it. And, and like we kind of talked about that, that, that brain span has definitely been reduced. Um, but 
I, I'd like to think that, yeah, the access to the free flow and access to information and, and media, uh, I, I guess you'd have to say that, that now is the best time ever for it. Yeah, man, definitely. Drew, mate, thank you so much for talking to me, man. I really, really Yeah, thank you. It. I really appreciate it. And uh, maybe uh, at the end of the year when we have that, hopefully have that record in hand, we can do this again. Thanks, All right, man. thanks again. Thanks, bye. Mate. Bye-bye.